Hello, everybody. Uh, this is John UK from Success Cards, and today we have with us Jesse Shell. Hey, good to be here. So Jesse has been a hero of mine. Uh, in one of my startups, Game Tree, he was one of the first people to ever weigh in on it and gave a nice inspirational quote. Um, back then, it was just an idea, but now there's over half a million people signed up to it. He also created this product called The Art of Game Design, a deck of lenses that's a companion to, so far as what I know, is the number one game design textbook. And this book is actually, this, te- this deck is what inspired Success Cards. Uh, he's a game designer, so you can tell that he thinks very creatively. So I thought it'd be great if he came with us today to basically share a lot of his philosophy that went into Success Cards, um, and so that you guys can benefit from that and of using your own decks of the, the business version of what is essentially his concept of game design. Uh, so Jesse, will you share us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Uh, yeah, sure. Right. I'm Jesse Shell. I, let's see, I've been designing games a long time. I probably started when I was about, uh, 12 years old making, uh, my first digital games. Um, I kind of went on a computer science path, um, working in places like IBM, Bell Labs. But, uh, I, Bell Labs actually sent me to graduate school to study computer networking, um, which turned into me studying virtual reality. And so I've been doing virtual reality stuff for about 30 years. Um, I went from there to become the creative director of the Disney virtual reality studio. So I was part of it. I was a Disney Imagineer for about seven years. And for the last 20 years, I've been teaching at Carnegie Mellon University in the area of game design and in virtual reality, as well as running my own game design studio, which we've got about 160 people who make games of all kinds and presently uh, doing an awful lot of VR stuff. But along the way, doing all that, I wrote the book, uh, yeah, The Art of Game Design. Uh, that was, I guess, back in 2008, and uh, I've continued to kind of update that uh, over time. It, it originally sort of grew out of the game design class I was teaching at Carnegie Mellon, uh, but uh, it's something that has been uh, useful, something I've been kind of always thinking about, and the Deck of Lenses was a companion piece that uh, decided to put out with the book, and uh, that's worked out really well for us. So, Jesse, uh, what was the inspiration for the Deck of Lenses or the, the parts of the original textbook that created that? Yeah, so um, when I was first writing The Art of Game Design, uh, there weren't a lot of books about game design back then. There were probably five, and one of them was good, and the others were not very good. Um, and I found myself talking to a lot of, you know, really experienced game designers, people who made their whole career in game design. And I told them, oh, I'm writing a book about game design. And they were like, oh, no, you can't. It's not going to work writing a book about game design. I'm like, why? What's the what's the problem? Well, the problem is, you know, what's good advice for one game is going to be bad advice for another game. So any advice you give, it's going to be wrong. And I thought about that. I'm like, ooh, that is a good point. Games are really very different from each other. And what's what's great advice for one game could be bad advice for another game. And this troubled me, and I, I wasn't sure how to proceed. And it was like, oh, maybe this is why there aren't very many good books out there. But somewhere in thinking about that, I had this insight, which is that questions are never wrong. A question can't be wrong. And I realized that if I made the structure of the book all about what questions should you ask yourself about your game, that I couldn't be giving bad advice. I might be asking an irrelevant question, but there's nothing wrong with that. 
So I structured the book, calling it a book of lenses. It was really this this collection of questions that you want to ask yourself based on different topics. And uh, the idea for the cards was honestly for my own self because, uh, you know, I ended up with over a 100 of these different lenses, which is these different sets of questions. And I'm like, I'm having trouble keeping track of this. I'm flipping around in books all the time trying to get at them. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. What if I had them as cards? I realized how convenient that would be. And that was kind of how we got there. Wow. That's such an interesting insight that you had. Uh, it's really inspirational because I find that a lot of the best therapists, uh, teachers, psychologists, coaches ask questions and then you come up with your own answers, knowing your situation the best. And I could see how with game design, that's especially true because games ideally are innovative and unique. Uh, so I could see how there it's like exponentialized even uh, the impact of that. Uh, when I saw your cards, it just reminded me how much this could help with business, having those sort of training wheels to think about things, because no matter how many times you've done it before, the, the same questions are relevant. Some will also be or not, but uh, it's amazing that you put these together in that sort of a template. Um, would you dive into a little bit about if uh, some of the use cases that you've used with these decks? Do you Have you had like interesting stories or creative ways? Uh, and then I'd like to dive into a little bit about how this sort of design thinking can actually apply to basically creating businesses and solving business problems, which I see a lot of parallels with game design. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've used the, the deck in many ways. The most common way for me is usually when I run up against a problem, some problem where I, I don't know what to do. I keep this little totem by my desk here, uh, to remember because sometimes you run into problems, you're like, we are never going to solve this, but I have this little thing here, which wow. reminds you that the, the solution does indeed exist. And, okay, the solution exists, how am I going to find it? And very often what I would find myself doing would be, okay, I'm going to take the deck and I'm going to go through one card at a time. I'm like, is this relevant? And I'd kind of make two different piles of like, hmm, relevant, not relevant, relevant, mm. not relevant, relevant, not relevant. And then very often just in doing that, it's like, oh, wait a minute, we haven't thought about we haven't thought about character, like character, maybe that is the solution to this. So very often it ends up spurring solutions wow. you wouldn't wouldn't have seen otherwise. So sometimes there's that. I use it that way. I sometimes use it, sometimes when we're group problem solving, the same way we'll deal them all out and everybody gets like a little hand and it's kind of like, okay, everybody, you got each got seven cards. Pick one or two that you think might have bearing on what we're trying to do right now. And it comes a nice conversation starter to get everybody, everybody puts in like, okay, actually, I think I've got this and I think this might be. So that's a nice way to, um, to spur things. And I find it very useful as a, in terms of as a design mentor, very often I'll have one of my teams will be stuck on something or they'll be doing something wrong. And, uh, I'll often be like, oh, uh, I, I can, I can tell you I got it right here. And, uh, very, very, it's not uncommon for designers in our studio to come in and find like a card stuck in their keyboard with a note from me, like, you know, um, this, th this is your top priority right uh. now. Work on this, please. Um, so it's, it's, it can be a nice way to communicate as well. Yeah. That's a fascinating use case. We put in the, the cover that there is no right or wrong way to use them. They're an aid, but I really like that ability to break down a single problem. We added a table of contents so people could look up cards on specific topics, 
but it's so true that oftentimes there's multiple cards related or it's even indirect answer. So I think that's a really good thing for the viewers or listeners to see um, as a use case skill to use the cards. Um, so tying this now towards business and entrepreneurship, um, could you tell us just a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey um, in general? Like maybe what are some of the biggest lessons that you've taken out? And then if there's any tie-ins that you've ever observed between game design thinking or, or specifically your uh, deck of lenses towards that. Oh, yeah, interesting. Um, uh, yeah, no, my entrepreneurial journey is interesting. I never set out to be a business person in any way, um, which is probably an odd thing for the CEO of a company with 160 people to say. But uh, uh, for me, I was just looking for a way to make games with people I liked, and it grew very organically over time. Um, I think surely my biggest lesson was at some point realizing that um, when your company gets to a certain size, your job really has very little to do with your product anymore, and it has everything to do with your people. Um, and uh, shifting that focus from product to people and letting the people worry about the product and you worry about the people, um, that was definitely one of my biggest lessons. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's certainly reflected in the deck with the, uh, the, the lens of the team, uh, I think. I think most, most certainly was, uh, was, uh, was one of the ones that it is really, um, all about, all about that. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that, that's definitely one of the biggest shifts for me. Thanks for that insight. Um, well, is there anything else that you feel like you want to share, um, pearls of wisdom or anything related to the deck, um, or the, the philosophy behind how to think around it? Um, boy, uh, it's, uh, I, I mean, there's just <laughs> there's just so many fascinating stories about it. Uh, I know. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm be interested to compare notes about how the artwork was done. Um, one of the things I knew was the illustrations were going to be important mm. in in doing this, and I could have found a single illustrator. We ended up I ended up thinking like, oh, this thing is about so much of diversity of viewpoints. Um, I decided, oh, could I find a way to get as many different artists to contribute as, as possible? And But, of course, if I had different artists contribute, how would I communicate with them? And uh, working with our, uh, our our lead artist, Reagan Heller, um, she and I kind of would brainstorm up ideas, and she would I would kind of spitball things, and she would sketch them up with a pencil. And we used this as kind of a framework, but then found artists who wanted to kind of do work on spec. And so we were able to get this nice mix of, of different styles, which ended up suiting the, what we were trying for. Interesting. Um, I was curious with, about that. Noticing. With, yeah. The different signatures. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, thank you for your time and for, uh, interviewing and sitting down with us. I think that's, there's just some especially fascinating use cases for how the cards that you've discovered that I would now like to share with, uh, success cards users in the future. Um, so anybody who's ever interested in game design or just getting more prompts and ideas beyond just the ones in the business success cards deck, uh, check out the art of game design. And if you're a gamer, you can also check out a lot of the games that Jesse makes. Uh, Jesse, thank you for coming on.
So I think, oh, just one more quick thing for the cards. Um, there is, uh, for the Art of Game Design, if you go to the website, you, there is a, uh, you can try out a digital version uh, at, at no cost if you want to check that out. And I should also mention I'm in the progress, in the process of working on a sort of a sequel to Art of Game Design, uh, the, the Art of Educational Game Design, because um, that's something I've worked on a lot uh, over the years and trying to, and and it's a it's a very special art form unto itself. So look for that in the next year or two. I think a request from me would be because um, I see so many business parallels and everything is how do you educate like non uh, existing like users or customers, existing customers like your team. Uh, I can see how this could spill into a lot of business areas once again. Absolutely makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Jesse. Good to see hey, you again. Thanks. Bye.